It also sends a really big message. I know who you are. I honor your needs, and I'm supporting you. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Yeah. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Anne Tuttle Brown. Last week, we mentioned you could have a higher movement family because most of the family members are type 1 and type 3 energy types. And you could have one or two children that are either type 2 or type 4. Let's look at the opposite of that. What if you are a lower movement family? The majority of the family members are either type 2 or type 4 energy types. And there's one or two children that are high energy, either type 1 or type 3. And some of the challenges presented with that and how do you support that child so they're not forced to keep catering to the slower movement and constantly being told to settle down, quiet down, calm down, stop moving, all of the feedback that they can get when the majority of the family members are not able to relate to their approach in life. You exhaust me, you're crazy. Like yeah, like that can that it'd be easier for the lower movement child in the high movement family to just go. Kind yeah, of I'm st- leaving. Yeah, go <laughs> I don't off. Need you people <laughs> and say I'm not gonna bother with you because none of you are even paying attention to me. Where I do think it'd be more challenging for a high movement child that's surrounded by lower movement energy yeah, types. Yeah, because you can't just go to your room they'd by yourself be getting, and get your meat. Yeah, they'd be met. getting a lot of corrections. Uh-huh from the family members. Mm -hmm. So how much is that family member being told to try and change who they are? So if you haven't done it yet, write out all the types of your family. You can even throw in the secondaries if you've got them. How many type 1s and type 3s do you have compared to type 2s and type Mm 4s? If you've got a family of 5 and 3 of them are higher movement, and two or lower movement, you're considered a higher movement family. You may be balanced, mm-hmm. but you're going to notice pretty immediately to say, oh, that's why that child is always, they just don't fit in with the rest of us. And they can take on that black sheep perception that I don't fit with my family. And I'm different yeah. than my family. And your family is their point of reference to what's accepted. And, you know, until they get older, they're like, why am I not like everyone else? And they start to have... Shameful reference about themselves. Yeah, I've heard from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of adults that have given me that feedback once they recognize that, oh, that was the variable that was playing out in my family that caused me to believe that there was some flaw or something wrong with me when really I just didn't fit in with everybody else in their approach to life. So you can remove that sort of scar that will have to be healed later in life by being mindful of this. So we've got some examples from mothers that shared their experience that are lower movement families with a high movement child and what they're being mindful of, which I think are excellent references. These stories are taken from the Child Whisperer Facebook group. If you're not a member of that, we invite you to go join. Lots of great discussion going on over there. And if you are on there, thanks for being a part of the community. And this family, there are four members of the family, two parents and two children. The parents are both type fours. The youngest is a type four. The oldest daughter is a three with a secondary one, so an extra high movement. 
And she says, we've had to be very conscious of everyone's needs or my eldest can feel she's different and not in a good way. She knows she operates differently than everyone else. If we are mindful of everyone's needs, it's great. But the needs are so different and can be challenging if we aren't paying attention. But we know, so we create the correct space for everyone. And I think that's the biggest first step is awareness and just kind of you just you watch their emotions like, okay, that that activity was successful. That wasn't. And why? And how can we make adjustments? Or sitting at home all day is not supportive for you. What? How can we make adjustments? Or is there a place in the home they can go where they can turn up the music or get some activity? The same mom posted a video of her daughter punching an inflatable punching bag. Mm-hmm. That she would said, bounce down to come back yeah, up. Yeah, it was the best $12 she'd ever spent. <laughs> So, and that would need to be in a place in the home where she could do that without being an interference to everyone else. Well, I loved what she said when she shared that in the Facebook group. She said, well, it's either the punching bag or some one of us in the family. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's taking that energy. That aggression and she's that able needs to be to, expressed. Yeah. And it's having an object that responds to her movement right there with her. It also sends a really big message. I know who you are. I honor your needs and I'm supporting you. Mm-hmm. That's Validating a big deal. That movement. Yeah. We have another story here. The parents are a type 2 and a type 4, and both their kids are type 1. And she even shares that people have thought it's ironic that two people that are so calm and chill could have two very active, silly kids. She says her biggest challenge is when, on days when they're stuck inside because of weather. She loves when she can send them out to play. They play with each other, the neighborhood friends. And I think siblings are such a great, when they're two high-movement siblings, that's a great combo. And she has a couple of tricks that she shares. One is by having a story time. We have a mix of interactive books where they can be up and moving and being silly and ones where they sit down and listen quietly or I will play with them separately so I can spend one-on-one time with them. And I think she's a type two mom. I think that's a great trick to just be able to go, okay, I'm going to spend time with you. Now I'm going to go spend time with you and have that more intimate connection. Another need for a high movement child, whether they're a type one fun-loving child or a type three determined child is to get out of the house. Get out and about. Your type one needs social interaction with a variety of people. Your type three needs an opportunity to explore and to experience their world in a physical way. Well, if you're more of a homebody and not as eager to go out and about with your high movement children, who do you know in your world that is willing to do that? Maybe a grandparent. That's the perfect setup for a high-movement grandparent. They're not interested in coming over and just hanging around your house. They'd rather go do something with your children. Hey, is that you? Are you a high-movement grandparent? Well, you notice they get a little more engaged once they get uh, to the age they can go out and do stuff. That's true, yeah. One thing that I... Or if I do come over, I want to do something with them. Yeah, and you like creating activities for them to come and do and engage and be more interactive. Maybe you need to hire... uh, responsible teenager that goes and takes them on an outing mm-hmm. maybe they need to go to the, the or re- hire a teenager to come over and play with them i've done that yeah, but I, i'm talking I'm about home. getting out though yes okay and you don't feel like going anywhere that's true as I much as your child may mm-hmm. want to go somewhere or go to a place where like i've gone when my type three was you know ages two and three we'd go to the mall they have a little play place and it's you know all enclosed it's small enough where i can just i could sit i could look on my phone i could catch up on emails and she would make friends and she would just run around totally safe and secure. <laughs> and it was a little reprieve. And I knew she was just loving it because she was being active. And if you didn't want to go to the mall and sit there, 
there's a reputable babysitter that could take them to yeah. mall and oh my sit gosh, there. My daughter. See what I'm lo- saying? Oh, and the, the social interaction yeah. there and the like, I get to go out and I'm leaving mom and I'm a big kid. Mm-hmm. Like they love that. Yeah, maybe getting they'd rather not go and, with you. Yeah, seriously, I know. <laughs> Quite honestly, like, like, could you send me with someone mm-hmm. else, please? Yeah, there's other out. ways to do it, though. Do you have a friend with children that your child connects with readily? That's a higher movement parent. That's even a child whispering parent. You could swap. Let your low movement child come <laughs> to my go. house, and my high movement child will go with you. Maybe you have we'll sit and the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> Who, who's a family you know that has? This is where Joe, our parent of last week's question, and Deanna, the parent yes. of this week's scenario, need to if they lived in the same area, yes, they could just swap kids for a day. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. Well, you've probably got, you know, between your siblings and cousins, you know, you've yeah, there's, got some you gotta be creative in that. Make. You can't be the person to supply every little tiny need for your child. But you do need to be proactive in setting it up yes, and making you're, it happen. you're responsible for making sure that yes. those needs I are met. I pride myself on being a very good play date arranger for my type three child. <laughs> and I say, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to invite friends over. I'm going to text other parents. You know, your day help goes better for it. Mm-hmm. You are proactive in that. You get her, you get things going for her. Yeah. You keep her busy because... She's going to want you to play with, you know, she's asking you constantly to do something with her. Mm-hmm. And that can, as a type two, you know, you do need your your quiet time. And I'm more, I'm more available and emotionally ready to play with her and engage with her fully when I have had a break. And I just feel like, and then that's the case for, for all parents, whatever type you are, when your emotional needs are met, whether it be social or some quiet time, connection time, a physical outlet, or that um, re- that solitude as a type four, then you can re-engage with your kids at your very best. This week's parenting practice, if you are a lower movement family, is to assess how well are you supporting this higher movement child or children in your family that are the exception to the family movement that their needs are being met. We've given several ideas to support you. What idea can you put into action so they are benefited from that and feeling loved and honored and they really enjoy being a part of this lower movement family (laughs) (laughs) instead of rolling their eyes going, my family never wants to do anything. They're so boring. I'm getting out of the opposite. (laughs) I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving. When I'm 16, I'm moving out. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go make things happen in my world. So thank you for being a child whispering parent that you even have this knowledge to help make these changes. So few parents don't, and their children are left to make personal judgments towards themselves that are inaccurate, and you're preventing that. Good for you. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.